Yes, well, I've just had a very traumatic start to this podcast because as I sat down to start it, the uh, little table uh, I sit next to, which has a very heavy bowl with a plant in it on it, uh, one of the legs promptly fell off. So I was balancing that, trying to stop the whole thing collapsing and the bowl smashing. I was hovering between standing up and sitting down. Welcome to episode 45 of Mr. Burt Pods. Yes, and as the Australian contingency did point out quite rightly, uh, I said I was soon coming up to the silver edition uh, of Mr. Burt Pods at number 45, uh, sorry, number 50, and of course that would be the golden episode. So uh, we're all looking forward to that because that'll be about um, five weeks away. Uh, And obviously uh, lockdowns getting all a bit, is it or isn't it going to, uh, I can't see it really. I just think they let us out of lockdown and then we all just go crazy and it goes back into lockdown again. I mean, I know there are vaccines and I have to say I seem to be the only person uh, in the world not vaccinated. (laughs) Well, in my own little world, uh, I seem to be the only person not vaccinated. Uh, I'm not bitter about this at all in any way whatsoever. So, um, yes. Now I had um yeah so um, yoga yoga was uh it was just really difficult this morning. She did um I mean she went back into twisted triangle that that always goes down well except she didn't fall warners uh and then she did this, all these things that I've just never done before. Twisted triangle went into twisted I mean anything with the word twisted in front of it just makes me fall over basically. Um, twisted half moon which sounds lovely doesn't it? Well it's not. Um, that involved me crushing around all over the place, and then she did uh, drinking bird. Uh, that was great. That involves standing on one leg as you tip forward into a T shape with your hands in prayer, uh, and then you go sideways and crash into your television. Um, and it's quite obviously quite relaxing. Hers that one. Uh, that was of course when she chose to zoom up to the camera. Uh, to check on everybody because you can hear her voice gets loud so you know she's near the microphone so she probably thinks I'm just completely useless at yoga because every time I fall over there seems to be the time that she's looming up looking at everybody um, and then she did um, oh, what was it? roosting pigeon I mean pigeon is my absolute I, hate, I just hate I've got really really tight hips I mean my when I sit cross-legged there's a good two feet between my um, knees and the ground. I've got, I really do have uh, inflexible hips. So pigeon, which is basically tucking your leg at some weird angle underneath your body and then flying, lying on top of it is my absolute, I just loathe it. Uh, She kept us in that for about four hours and then had a, what was it? Roosting pigeon variation, which is just, so, um, oh, and then, of course, we didn't get a poem, but we did get, uh, she wants to start chanting. So um, I, I had a chanter, and, and I really, I do understand chanting is very important to people, some people, uh, and could that car drive faster? Uh, and I'm not one of those people, so I'm just speaking personally, I just don't get anything out of chanting at all so fortunately 
we could chat with our mics off, so I was just able to sit there looking like a fish with my mouth opening and shutting. Um, but my other teacher, my second yoga teacher, when I used to do it in person, um, I had a friend who, well, she became a friend, well, it was her and her, her friend came along to yoga and we all became friends because we just used to be in the back corner and not able to do very much um, and bonded consequently over that and also uh, she used to give me a lift home at the end and um, I always thought she was really good at oming and then I never mentioned it because I got a bit competitive because her oms always went on longer than my oms and um, so I never mentioned it for that reason and anyway sometime years actually after we started I mentioned it and she just told me she absolutely hated absolutely hated oming and it took her a year or two to actually make a sound because uh, she hated it so much she just opened her mouth with no sound coming out like I did this morning uh, and so I don't know who I was listening to uh, that was making these beautiful long arms but it wasn't her uh, but that did make me laugh because I thought she was like really, I th honestly thought she was really, <laughs> I thought she was really into the oms. I thought, you know, she was reaching quite an intense spiritual moment with her oms uh, and she was completely petrified <laughs> making a sound. <laughs> that one tickled me. So, um, yeah, so we started oming. So then um, I had quite an exciting run actually because uh, I did my fastest run, which was, one no, it wasn't one minute, <laughs> which was third. No, it was twenty nine minutes fifty one seconds. And I did come back home, and I looked, and it was very impressed actually because I had an awful yoga. I sometimes it's just I don't know whether the class is difficult, whether my body and mind are just not up to it. But I I struggled all the way through it, and I sort of gave up a bit. And I don't think I ran very well. I was really struggling round, so I was really surprised when I got home and I'd done so well. And I looked at average run times and uh, age related, and I'm uh that time sort of in the 30 to 35 year old bracket so i'm very very pleased about that unless and i think this is quite likely i've completely misread the data but having said that an olympic runner apparently does it in about 12 13 minutes so i think oh, that could be about right because um, I may mean to get it to 25 and i only run once a week but then i have been running since uh, beginning, I don't know, late spring, I think, last year. So I'm very pleased. And that was from nothing. That was from hating runners uh, and hating anything to do with running to now being very proud of the fact. And I actually quite look forward to going running as well. It does me a lot of good. So anyway, that's all a bit dull. Um, then I've managed to get myself into a complete pickle uh, this week because... Um, I've now started doing too many courses and I've got so many writing projects that I don't know where to start. So I've gone from Mr. Procrastination, who will do absolutely anything possible uh, to not write. So make my, I can make myself unbelievably busy uh, and I can even get myself quite stressed out because I've got so many things to do uh, and they're all avoiding sitting writing. So I've got... Um, the first big project was Sally's play, which uh, based on Girl with Dove, which I've spoken to before. She's got her new book out. Ooh, this person's striding along. Uh, so her new book, No Boys Play Here, is out. She was on Start of the Week last week. I'm going to plug that. 
um, interviewed by Kirsty Walk. Um, so that turned into play, and then I got really inspired by some the course I went on, and then started rejigging the whole thing and i've got about halfway through that and i've ground to a halt because i've started doing too many other things then started my radio my advanced radio play course because the first time round the big the basics or writing for audio i think it's called uh i just wrote lots of bitty things i've got so many unfinished bits of writing it's not true i've i've realized i am and it is a problem, and I've got to do something about it. I flit really, really badly. Stuff like the running uh, or sticking with yoga, which I don't enjoy, but I know it's good for me, is sheer bloody-mindedness. So I will not let the yoga defeat me. I The first yoga class I ever went to, I hated every single minute of it, absolutely loathed it, and because I thought it was meditation. I thought I was just going to be sitting there oming and gazing into space and emptying my mind. I had no idea how tough yoga is on the body. Um, I mean, it is like going to the gym. And so it was sheer bloody-mindedness that I went the second week because I refused to let it be, beat me, basically, because I'm really competitive. But then I can't, um, and I think this is my mother in me, I can't, I'm, you know, even little day-to-day -day chores, my mind is always on the next thing. And I, so I will go from being in the middle of making a cup of tea to, you know, starting the washing up. I'm terrible at just finishing the smallest things and then going on to the next. And actually yoga, my last yoga teacher was very, very good. I did a one-to-one -one with him uh, on getting me in yoga to, instead of rushing from one pose to the next, to stop pause, breathe, and slowly and mindfully move into the next thing. And I think that's what I've, the next pose, and I think that's what I've got to just do. It's the same with the piano. I want to sit, and I'm uh, I'm not interested if I can't play the piece of music I want to play within a couple of days. Um, and uh, I'll just I'll just stop. If I make some mistakes, I, I just stop after five minutes and walk away. And it's really bad. I'm really, really training myself to stop doing this. And I think, again, with the piano, if I get to, you know, if I muck up, uh, I've just got to pause, breathe, you know, and move on. Uh, and I'm very pleased. Actually, I am really progressing with my La La Land uh, music. I'm actually, I actually heard a round of applause from the neighbours the other day, but it was either that or... So watching something on the television, possibly. Um, so that's... Uh, now, I do know that man. I've no idea who he is, but I've seen him before. And he's well masked up, uh, which is good. I have to say that I am one of the few people I know, my close-ish circle, circle of friends and family, who hasn't had a vaccination. Um, I'm certainly not going to do anything till I get one. And even then, I probably won't be doing anything, to be honest. I desperately want to get in a car. I think the one thing I want to do when I can go on holiday uh, is get in a car or get on a train and go as far, not as far away as possible in destination-wise, but just move for as long a period of time as I can. Uh, I don't want to see people. I don't want to see crowds. I don't want to go to a big city. Uh, I just want to move. I'd love to think to just get on a train and go a long distance, um, which obviously psychologically is quite logical uh, because of the state we're all in at the moment. But that's what I long to do. I just want to drive through the English countryside uh, or get on a train and travel across Scotland or 
the Alps or something. Um, yeah, that would be lovely. So, um, where was I? Yeah, so I've got all this writing going on. So then the second audio course, which I'm just I'm on the third one on Wednesday, they're making us work this time, which came as a complete shock because I forgot to go last. Well, I, didn't, I did go, but I forgot about it until the last minute when the email popped up saying uh, your course starts in an hour. Uh, so I've done no preparation for it. Um, so panicking about that one, I'm adapting a novel I wrote a long time ago into a radio play. I think I've mentioned this before. So that sort of sorts that out. I'm still not doing it. And then I've got a competition I want to enter. I think, again, I've mentioned for people that work in the theatre but who aren't writers uh, and directors and what have you. And that's... Um, Again, I'm sort of fiddling around with something I've already written. And now I've started, and I've started it because I want to do it, and, and, and it happens to be starting now. Um, it's just like everything seems to be starting at the same time, and everything seems to be on a Monday evening. I've got, I'm going to be on Zoom between six and half past nine tonight, um, uh, writing horror for stage, because I'm getting very, uh, uh, I'm getting quite, excited about i've got ideas bobbing around i feel as if i'm waking up i don't know maybe i think it's the weather's getting better the sun's out i think the whole family thing uh it's not finished finished but the house is sold i can't you know it did hit me the other day actually that i've lived with a burden of my parents old age and their illness long long illnesses and then going into the lockdown and selling the house i've lived with those burdens for so long they've gone I mean, obviously, we're still in lockdown and still I'm not over the deaths of my parents, but the whole looking after them, the whole going up and down uh, to Harrogate constantly, dealing with the care workers, dealing with hospitals, doctors, uh, night nurses, all that interminable stuff and the bureaucracy and the solicitors and the social workers. It just was awful. Um, thinking about it now I mean it was bad enough at the time but you look back and you just think God knows people have been through worse than I went through um, it's all gone it's, I, it's just not there anymore house is sold you know my mum and dad my dad's been dead he died two years ago tomorrow and mum died a year ago in a couple of weeks so um, oh, it's just you know Anyway, so that's just quite a weird thought. And also, I suppose, because I still haven't got work, obviously, the thought of having to start work up again is quite, I think I've said this before, it's just quite weird having to got so used to not doing things. But actually, well, I am doing things. I'm just not getting on a bus and a tube and going to work and coming home again. Because um, I've been able to fill my days in quite happily in lockdown. I don't want to be trapped here. Uh, but I, I actually like not going out to work as long as I'm doing something to keep my my mind working, which I am. So, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about horror, but I'm really, in, I think I'm interested. I'm trying to pin down my real interest because when you can get to the core interest of why you're writing, then I think that makes your writing easier. And I think I am really interested in grief and guilt and family and friendship and dysfunction and I suppose how death can uh, or does throw all that into relief um, and I was watching and I do I know I bang on about this but I 
just for me, it's one of the best things I've ever said. I just was watching The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, I think the fifth episode I didn't, was it the fourth episode uh, about the youngest sister? The first few episodes sent around each member of the family. Um, it went on too long and I didn't really like it. And there was a plot thing that happened that I was completely unconvinced by. And I was a bit disappointed by that. And then the episode after it was so, so overwhelming. <clears throat> I ended up absolutely weep, literally breaking down weeping, which I don't do very often at the end of it. Um, and I realised that um, it was actually helping me deal with my grief. And it's this idea of the supernatural. You don't, I don't believe in ghosts, but, I, you know, it's this idea of, the dead uh, living alongside us. So whether that comes in a supernatural form or whether that comes in the form of our own guilt and feelings and negative, you know, whatever. I find that really interesting. I think that's what I'm interested in writing about. Um, anyway, so I'm doing horror course writing. I think horror is very difficult to write on the stage. I think it's very, very difficult. I think it's, uh, I think it's hard to write full stop, but I think you can catch someone more easily in a book or a film with horror than you can on stage. Um, having, and, and the best thing I would have to say, and I saw it three times and it terrified the living daylights out of me each time, even though I knew damn well what was coming next, was The Woman in Black. I mean, it's been going for so many years now, and I did work on it briefly not that long ago, um, and it's very tired, but um, it's astonishingly... I mean, the story is good. The original Susan Hill story is very good, but it's the way it's staged. I don't think it plays on your imagination, and that's why it's so brilliantly done and so scary. It's all about what you don't see. So, um, yeah, so that's all that. I had, um, oh, I had a union meeting. I don't know if anybody listening watches or has watched. Uh, oh, I know one of you has. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows, which is the... Uh, one of the funniest comedies. It's definitely one of my top three comedies about um, a household of vampires um, in uh, originally Australia. There's a film version of it and then they made it into a TV series. Uh, and that uh, has a vampire in it called Colin Robinson. And he's an emotional vampire. No, no, he's not an emotional. He's an energy vampire. He basically drains the energy out of anybody he talks to. So he's not a nighttime vampire. He works in this terrible, terrible um, grey office, open plan office, uh, and just goes around and talks to everybody and just drains all hope, life, joy, energy out of them uh, and annoys people. Um and that's how he gets his energy by sucking it out of people he's talking to. <laughs> it's very, very funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, there was somebody like that in the uh, Zoom meeting I was in. And to, to paraphrase Darren, I could see his mouth moving and I could, I was aware there were words coming out in an order, but um, I just couldn't tell you what he was saying. It went on for half an hour. And they completely overran, and the question and answers, which I was looking forward to, the questions and answers session at the end was cancelled. So I just thought people must sit through this day in, day out. If you, When you're working from home and you're in Zoom meetings all the time, people must be experiencing this day in, day out. I'm so grateful that I don't have to um, do that, I have days of Zoom meetings. So, yes, Darren 
obviously ripped me to shreds over the mess I made of his performance. Uh, if you've listened to the podcast, you will hear how I destroyed his life and his art and his theatre company. But whereas at the beginning of us doing podcasts together, when Darren and Darren and I are just so alike, scarily alike, unfortunately, um, managed to unearth some raw nerves of mine, and he did it completely unwittingly and sent me off into an overwhelmed spin for two days, which he then had to um, basically be there for me, get me out of them, <laughs> and did. Um, <laughs> uh, he can now do what he did to me on that podcast and I I was absolutely fine I didn't go into spin, I wasn't overwhelmed and I gave him as good as he got so I'm very proud of myself actually and I'm being really really serious <laughs> I'm really proud of myself um, because I've, I've managed to um, I can feel myself getting you know slowly better and better as time goes on uh, as I battle down my mother as she emerges constantly in me, because most of all my uh, hysteria is from my mother. Um, it's been very quiet, actually. There's been no cars going past whatsoever. So, um, uh, no robins, no birds. The bird seed is all untouched. The uh, child over the road, or children over the road, screamed for about an hour and a half yesterday, Sunday afternoon. That was marvellous. Uh, the weather's nice. And if you're not watching Kim's Convenience on Netflix, why aren't you? Um, I haven't had very much feedback from people this week, so I haven't got any shout-outs. I hope everybody is as well as they can be in these times, and thank you for listening.